Okay. Ari and I literally have no idea what to do for an opening bit. Do you have any ideas? Do I have any ideas? Yeah, any any jokes? Any jokes? Hmm. You know, the lifeblood on which the show runs. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I don't have any jokes, Bailey. but I do have a, a very good poignant story that I would like to share with all of you. So I was at work at a um, corporate coffee chain okay. uh, centered in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, is it a green corporate coffee chain or a different one? It is a green one. It is it a is green, green one. one. It is the green mermaid one? It is the green one, yeah. And so okay. I was on shift yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm in the drive through window, you know, pap-papping away at my keys, and then one of my coworkers was over at the bar, and just out of nowhere just starts going, I am drowning! <laughs> there is no sign of land! <laughs> That's valid. And I was like, oh my god, Tori, we need to be best friends. But then she didn't hear me or didn't connect those two things and then just walked away. And then the person in the drive through who's waiting to hear back from you, who the fuck is Tori? <laughs> and then another, another co worker was like, oh, she doesn't want to be besties with you. And I was like, shameful. But then I talked to her about it today and she was like, yeah, I don't actually know that song. I just know it from TikTok. So, oh, that's how my life has been going. <laughs> I don't need to have that. Happen. Goats is good. There are a lot of teens I've met in my life. I'm not where even I'm like, sure this was a teen. A the mountain goats, and maybe you'll calm down. Wait, what? I'm not even sure that this was a teen person. I don't oh, remember how old this person is. Okay, okay, so then it's a them problem. Then it's a them problem. The other well, thing that happened to me. way that anyone discovers the mountain goats is good, but also. Oh God! I yes, yes, and then an adjacent opening bit for all of you beautiful listeners. Um, I won't give the full details because I value my sanity. Uh, but I was at when I was training for this uh, corporate coffee green mm-hmm. chain. I was working with a bunch of teens, and they were all chatting on the headset or whatever. And then I overhear two of them talking about fan fiction. Uh. And I asked them what they what what kind of stuff they wrote and read and where they read it. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's mostly on Wattpad. And it's like reader insert. I mean, listen, I'll say this. After, and you know what? I will say this in defense. First off, you know, whatever the hell you're reading, as long as you're reading. Kids will do anything to get out of reading a, of fucking, reading a book. fucking book. I will say after I got surgery, I was just miserable and laid up in bed and achy and exhausted. And I didn't really have a lot of emotional energy, but I was really lonely because it was like. 2020 in december so like i just needed like comfort and like reader insert fix are so like they're they really are and i mean this all fondlessly fondness fondly you know what i mean i'm very i mean this gently affectionately they're like the mac and cheese of fanfic in that sometimes you just want to go fucking crazy on a bowl and like sometimes you just need it and it's about making you feel better and like you know what making you feel better is a valid reason to enjoy a piece of art Shouldn't be the only reason you consume art, but you know what? Thank you. I was fucked up from surgery and all those reader insert fix made me feel less pain in pain and shitty. So I'm glad you brought this up because this brings me into this brings me into our next topic, which is that Donald Joseph Catrona is at the fucking was at the fucking Metropolitan Museum of Art. Do what? Jack off? And I was like, imagine if I had been at the Met in September and, and, and imagine running into, imagine running into Seth Gecko at the fucking Metropolitan Museum of Art. And just literally just be, and what the hell, like, just, just because truly, 
Confusion and de- what the hell are you even doing here? What what enjoy? Let you in? Let you? They let yeah. You did, did you it? did you get lost? Italian are you American. are you trapped? Is this entrapment? They just Italian let anyone in now. Um, they just let Italians into the Met now. Oh, the state of the world these days. Um, for example, Mary Ellen befriends an Italian. God. I'm just, I like, I love when American Girl Dolls or American Girl Doll books are like accidentally. Actually, you know what? No, here's the bit. Did you guys ever read those fucking like my diary from like this random per like this random little girl, usually a girl. Um, Not only did I read it, I have a story for the opening bit that I worry I may have already told on this show, but I guess that's where we are now. So you do yours first, please. Are we talking about the historical girl diaries? Yeah, there were like the. Oh, I read a few of those. I don't remember if they were like under a specific brand. I think there were probably like there was probably the big brand and then a couple of knockoffs. But like I remember reading them because like I just again I was a I still am actually honestly a voracious reader. And when I was a kid, I would read whatever was put in front of me. So, like, I read a bunch of them, and, like, some of them, I don't, I'm not really a big historical fiction person. I don't hate it. It's just a thing I can take or leave for the most part. Um, And I just, the thing I remember the most about them so vividly, this one really weird description, it was with the Revolutionary War one. Of oh, this, I think I read that one. Of this, of this girl whose, like, dad was a Revolutionary War soldier, and, like, George Washington was there, and there was, like, this this Native American who was there. Your dad fucked like, up George Washington? Maybe. I don't know. Well, America's first president. But like, um, I literally don't remember anything else about the book other than the scene where they describe this like Native American man walking in and they describe, the girl describes him in a way that I'm like, this is uncomfortably sensual for what I think is like a 12 year old to be talking Ooh. about this, this man. Like, I just remember it having that kind of vibe. It's very... I I even remember the kid being like, what the fuck was that all about? Like, he just sort of shows up, like, this is our strategist and ally with the native forces. And, like, he just shows up and he's like... That is not only... That is so... Because it wasn't like, oh, one native force. It's just one. All the Native Americans are one force. I mean, that's the other thing, too. It was not very... Like, I just remember that being such an odd scene. She was like, this strong... but And I'm sure she probably said something that really racist. I don't remember that part. I just remember being such an odd thing. Well, that's just... We just assumed that part. We just you said revolutionary war and I already had that caveat yeah, in my fucking mind. Odd, it was such an oddly evocative way of introducing a character where I was like, hey, what the fuck are we doing here? And it was a little like of that kind of stereotype. What I remember hey. about these books is that they were all bummers. They were all bummers. Yeah. Well, because oh, the only other one I, I think it was like of And especially if you compare them to like Oh, sorry. Lady Jane Grey, I think. It might have been Lady Jane Grey. I honestly don't remember fully. But I remember there was one that ended with, and we are going into exile forever in our father's summer estate. Ha ha! And it was just so, like, so many. It turns out that a lot of things in history end really badly and are very upsetting for children to experience, and there's really not a lot you can do to dance around that. So, weird. Mostly. Um, well, because like, here's the thing is like, if you compare it, like, for example, I had the Samantha, Samantha was the American girl doll I had first, and she's supposed to be all about the turn of the century mm-hmm. and her history book, uh, um, all about the industrial revolution, but then also is like, Hey, triangle shirtwaist factory fire was huge but, tragedy, but, tragedy, but also gave rise but to then you get, for example, in contrast, but like it was a way and I, and I don't mean to be like, like, listen, history is terrible. What I'm talking about specifically with these books is like 
there was a Dear America about a girl working in one of those factories. I can't remember if she had just emigrated or something. And there was another girl in the factory. And remember, this is supposed to be about child labor. Oh, um, and that girl gets her hair stuck in the spinner and it scalps <gasps> her and she dies. What and the that is what was the grade, on, what was mean, the grade they, on this book? Um, hold on. I'm actually going to look them up. Um, she doesn't see it happen, but she's dead by the time she gets there. That is insane. But that, yeah, um, but I mentioned this only because, um, I have now a lifelong fear of this. And one time is... I was at school, I was at FIT, and I went to spin a bobbin, and the way the machine works, um, a lot of home machines will have the bobbin on top, but at FIT Ooh. it's actually a separate function over to the side because it's sort of an older industrial machine. And I was leaning over to get everything threaded, and then when I sat to start spinning the bobbin, just like a little strand of my hair was caught in it. <gasps> oh man, rip. And I was like, this is it? <laughs> this is where I die. That, yeah, that is such a, Jesus. I mean, like, that's one of the, I feel like we learned about that in history class, but I don't remember, I wasn't, like I said, I didn't, Amer it was one of those things where it's like, you can have an American Girl doll, or you can have a bunch of Pokemon figurines, and I chose, I chose, I, you know, we all obviously know the way I went on that decision. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But it was one of those things where, like, I feel like we talked about shit like that in history class, but, like, it was definitely a little older, so, like. I'm genuinely fascinated that they put this in a book for children because I'm just like, I mean, like, maybe this will teach them that child labor is bad, but well, also I'm looking at I'm looking at the Dear America book series on thrift books. Uh huh. And it's like, I think it's 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 great that you guys are trying to have perspectives from children of color. They have some mm -hmm. they have someone from the Navajo Nation. They have someone from the CU Nation. Um, but also like First of all, the majority of your narrators are still white. And also, mm -hmm. like, just just so we know, like, the the diary of first and foremost, are these being written by actual indigenous authors? Cause it doesn't seem like it. Well, um, while well, you guys are doing like the like it I think the hardest thing to grasp about history. Yeah, so they definitely did not. I mean, apparently her work was painstakingly researched, but that doesn't mean that this white woman should be writing. No, it's not even about the research. Indigenous it's about children the person getting paid to write that. Yeah, seriously, it's like I don't. I mean, well, good for um, you, but, I guess. But it's but also it's like okay. Oh, I read the Dust Bowl one. Um, it's like this. Well, some of these are happening. Um, like, like there's there's still slavery happening, and also like some of these look very modern. Okay, now I'm in the rabbit hole of like, why do these look so modern? Uh, cover reissues. Yeah, well, probably. Hold on. Also, here's one about the Civil War. Oof. Here's one yeah, about I think the, I read that one. Here's one about the Alamo from who seems to uh, what seems to be a white woman. Uh, oh God. This one, where I'm a little bit worried, is about a child bride. Oh, no. Journey to the New World about being on the Mayflower. I think I read that one, unfortunately. I don't. I think um, I, read, I read a lot of, like, 
I, I don't think I, re I read some now that I'm kind of remembering more, but like, I think I read one about like a poor, some of these I'm like, I don't even remember if this was like one of those Dear America diary series or this was a book that talked about child labor. Cause I remember one talking about like the newsies stuff um, that they made a musical about. Oh, I think this is about a girl who was in the big San Francisco earthquake. Yeah. That was another big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I okay. do a project on that once in middle school. I stayed up I all night. I don't think I ever had to deal with it. I think we kind of talked about it once, but again, we were on the other side of the coast, so it really just like... Yeah, I'm like, dog, I literally live I north of there. <laughs> this I one is Seattle, Washington. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? Hold on. I have to look up this author real quick before I go further. Oh, it's just oh. as bad as I feared. Oh, Newbery no. Honor author Kirby Larson brings us the first new Dear America Diary in years, taking readers through the attack on Pearl Harbor, the start of World War II. Oh, no! And the Japanese incarceration. Uh-oh! With this sweeping tale of life on the World War II home front, Newbery Honor author Kirby Larson brings her incredible talent to the Dear America series. When Pearl Harbor is attacked, America is finally unable to ignore the war raging in... Europe, uh, Piper Davis begins chronicling her compelling journey through one of history's most tragic and unforgettable eras. And it's called The Fences Between Us. And I feel like hey. it's about a white girl dealing with, in with internment. Oh, what? Huh? Wait, no, a what? But, the, uh, 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 okay. Oh, literally, this girl's on the Titanic. Literally the only thing that I've seen that is worse, hey. and prepare yourselves for this one, I had oh, to read no. a book as part of a school assignment that involved a, a Jewish, a 12-year-old Jewish girl in America and a German prisoner of war on American soil during, you guessed it, World War II. Let's read Slaughterhouse-Five, fuck! Yeah, this was like you an assignment. You know what, assignment. just give that to kids. You know, mm -hmm. I, you know what? Having fuck bad it. taste. I think this you was should give Slaughterhouse-Five to children. I think that should be taught in grade schools. That's my educational hot take for the evening. <laughs> fuck Jesus. it. What so, what? Because here's the thing. Whatever. You can't have Oh, you can't like, have books about like people settling the West and then also have books from the because because then you have automatically said that you're fine with bad things happening. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like you can't. You can't. We can't keep. Doing we can't this. act like history was all negatives on one level, but on another level, um, it feels incredibly weird and facetious. It's it's like fundamentally it shows that you don't care about telling an accurate story if you don't understand how both how sometimes the good things happened because of the bad things and that the good things do not mean that the bad things didn't happen and it's like you can't have these as separate experience books. It makes people compartmentalize them when it's like what only happened because of the other. You can't extricate. You can't the keep two. doing this. I mean, also, please, Daniel, we can't keep doing this. Um, I can't. I, okay, so first and foremost, I want you to know that this review of this book was written six days after 9-11. I'm not going to read it out loud because it's, 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 I don't, I don't like. Please, please read it out. Please, please read the review after 9-11. I kind of need to know how that went. 9-11? Badly. I know what the fuck happened on 9-11. We even talked on this podcast about 9-11 happened on Disney, I think. On Disney. At Disney, you know what I mean. Um, on Disney, God. <laughs> it is so funny that 9-11 and Princess Diana dying basically destroyed Michael Eisner's tenure as Disney CEO. Um, okay, um, this person, here's this person who read the Titanic book. Oh God. Oh, God. Who says, whose title of it is Nacho Bad of a Book. Five stars? 
Really enjoyed reading this book and found it very intriguing slash sad. God rest all those souls that died on the Titanic. It was a great read overall, even though it was touching. Smiley face emoji. What the fuck? <laughs> Smiley face emoji is so fucking It's incredible. Okay. Well, it's incredible okay. to me that people okay. are reviewing this as sincere when these are books for 12-year-olds. No, okay. <laughs> That's Guys, the thing is, here's another one. Oh, Loved no. it in seventh grade. Love it now. This is from November of 2017. That's bad. This was one of the first Dear America books I read. I loved it then, and I love it now. My little seventh grade heart broke with the characters as well as rejoiced with them. Um, letter O, where I believe they mean I, highly recommend this book. Oh, highly it recommend. Says, oh, highly recommend this book, but please, as well as all the other ones in the series to both boys and girls alike. Very I'm beautiful sorry. and can be feminist powering. Smiley face emoji. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm, that was a treasure trove. I'm gonna focus on one thing. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking crazy. We don't have to, you know what? I'm, I'm just like, I'm sorry. But my perspective on when people should read things is just irre irreparably fucked. Um, and Me I know too, you're though. thinking, that's shocking yeah. coming from the person who just caped hard for Slaughterhouse-Five being taught in grade school. But like, you know what? It's great because kids aren't going to fucking understand it, but they're not going to forget it. And so then hopefully they'll go back to it when they're older and they'll rediscover more things about it. Multiple rereads. Um, that, that'll probably work. I don't know. Or maybe it'll traumatize them. Who the fuck knows? I don't, I certainly don't. I'm not an educator. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a scientist. What do I, I need to find a scientist or a doctor. Have a degree? Okay. Um, um like, okay. This book is wait, from wait, April wait, 20th. Wait. Yes? Oh, yeah, read your book first. I have a great segue, but read your book first. Um, okay, this one says, exciting. It deserves more than five stars. And this was from April 25th, 2001. While Vento Oreo is happening. What? This Why, book what? is marvelous. It is fun to read and not hard to understand. Voyage on the Great Titanic is about a Anne British orphan named Margaret Brady. She has the job of a wealthy American's companion, Mrs. Carstairs, who is traveling to America to see her daughter and son-in-law and new grandchild. Margaret is enthralled. Instead of waiting years for her brother William to get the money for her passage, she gets to come to America for free, all caps. She is thankful to be in first class with Ms. Carstairs and her dog because Margaret would really be in third class if she wasn't traveling with a wealthy woman. It's a surprise tool that will help us later. Um, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay, this is, this is way too long of a what fucking... What does Astros dying in the fucking Titanic as Praxis, actually? Comrade Titanic. Um, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like, um, listen. First off, you can't just do a where are they now on, <laughs> on the Titanic. No, truly. <laughs> ten or whatever. But like, um, yeah. Like, here's the thing. Um, like, like this diary of of an English girl who has a reverend father who is now living in what is called the land of the buffalo bones. She's living in Minnesota. It's like, hey, why are all the buffalo's bones right now? Yeah, hey, what's that? Yeah, that's um, why is hey, that? hey, did something, did something happen? <laughs> hmm, I wonder. Okay, I just, last one. I have to see if this coal miner's bride one is about a child bride. Whoa, whoa! Oh, God. Why oh, would God. A bride? I mean, like, this is pre-union, so it's not even like you really guarantee they had decent jobs. Guys, guys, mm -hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Plunky and Nectar. Wait, so, to... plunky? Plucky, plucky. Did I say plunky? Oh, 
You did say clunky. I was I... like, wait, is this a critique? What's going on? <laughs> Plucky Anecta is determined to thrive in her new life in an arranged marriage to a Pennsylvania coal miner. In spite of the fact that her husband doesn't love her, his three daughters still mourn their dead mother, and she has left behind everything she knows and loves in Poland. This, guess her age. Guess her age. 16? 13 year old redhead no! rolls up oh, her sleeve. No! I was closer. And gets down to the backbreaking business of keeping house. Working oh. conditions in the mines are horrendous, and the labor movement is rumbling nearly every day. Wives watch in frightened yet resigned anticipation as the Black Maria, the quote, death wagon, rattles down the street to the newest widow's door when the Black Maria shows up at Inicta's shanty just a few months after her wedding. To an adult? She must dig deeper into her reserves of strength to carry on. Honestly, I feel like she's just hit jackpot. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I guess you don't have to deal Winning with that problem. scenario right there. Yeah, this is a psyop to decredit, de dis discredit the unions at the time, because they were like, see, they were marrying children, and it's like... I... Luckily, a young man named Leon has been patiently be waiting right, in the but... wings. But, like, how old is Leon? What is a young yeah, man? 17, I, maybe? Hopefully? I don't know. The fact that there are no real surprises in Susan Campbell Berlotti's historical novel will not distract from readers' enjoyment of the That's story? Why is this in the official description? 13-year-old <laughs> oh is not a surprise to people? I was surprised, because, like, listen, I know that, like, people used to get married younger, but I think 13 is really fucking pushing it. Yeah, and Unless also you like, like a member of very younger, but like as a society, it was mostly rich people <laughs> until like a certain year. I don't think she's. I do not think this thirteen-year-old now has to support this man's three daughters. I mean, I guess I think she is their years. age. Like, 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 what is she gonna like? They're gonna come. They're gonna be like, you have to support his three daughters, and she's going to say, "Who me? I'm one of his three daughters. She's the wife." I mean, one, you could probably get away with that, and two, like, I, first, I, uh, fucking absolutely insane. Yes. What the hell goes on? Um, what the hell goes speaking on? Speaking of, right, and now let's talk, and speaking history, of ruining history, I was literally, okay, of... wait, hold on, sorry. Did we just have the yeah. same exact idea for a seg? Do we both say thinking of ruining history? I didn't exactly yeah. say ruining history, but I was like, and speaking of people doing terrible things to history. So, like, glad we had the same concept. I hate it for us. Detective anyway. Comics, Comics, Legends of Tomorrow. Let's do it. But so, okay, I'm trying to get audio. Hey, hey, number one Sasuke fucker, you missed something important. If Brandon were from New York, he would serve cunt. Oh, okay. Did it even resolve the Jane Austen plot point? Did it even matter? No, it didn't matter. <laughs> you shut up. Why are you specifically coming for me? I have done nothing. So, welcome to Legends in Review. In terms of the two of us, I'm definitely nicer to Phil for the most part. I feel like you're the one who called him a goblin that one time. Um, okay. This is the eighth episode of the seventh season. Um, really glad we did not blow our load on the incest episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Again, we can't use that title, but we'll explain. We'll explain that one in a minute. Um, we had, I had, we had a funny one for this. We had, it was, it was... Oh God! It was something about it, it know, wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I thought we were gonna say, "Thank God we didn't blow our uh, load on the Legends Incest episode title for until now." I already did say that. Did you not hear me? I know. So isn't that this episode? Well, no. We can't. We we're still not legally allowed to use this title. Howard. Um. 
Um, this is respectability politics, and I won't have it now. It's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're insane. Uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, okay, wait, wait. Um, okay, we were gonna call it flavor. Okay, we have flavor because I-, I wanted to call it ghost in the Doritos Loco shell. Yes, we did talk about that because I was like ghost, ghost. Yes, ghost, ghost in the I am... flavor blasted shell or something like that. Ghost in the flavor blasted shell. Something like I am that. exhausted. <laughs> Thank you. Now, just just a, qu- a quick thing. Um, Gab, if you'll look in the chat, you'll see an image of uh, Robot Zari saying, Hey, babe, would you rather take out Robo you or Robo me? And uh, um, Was this, this what we were is, talking this about this in the we like, a couple a days ago? Yeah. Babe yeah, so what she says... What she says is B, and we watched it without, because, like, your brain wants and, things to make sense. Yeah. So when we were watching this live on the CW, and I yelled, um, and the official CW captions said this, I was like, yeah, she did say babe. Should yeah. she just call her own brother babe? Yeah. No, I heard it, too, because, again, I always have some And, and then, and, 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 like, we're not the only, like, I had some people on Twitter, like, yeah, I thought I was going insane. Um, and then I looked at the comments on legends instagram because they have the the i love that the legends instagram literally just uses the promo photos that we all get so good they don't have access to any other kind of material um they really are just out here working with the same shit we are if not worse um and and someone commented it's messed up that they are dating when they are the robots are dating when they're siblings in real life and i'm like okay so we're not the only people who heard this line yeah no i don't think they're and crazy. it's one of those things it's one of those weird things of like i just not like this is, me this is the worst thing that could happen because like when we did go back and listen to it without subtitles I'm like, oh yeah she says b but like subtitles on like your brain does it's, it's one of those things where it's like our brains are just fucking weird aren't they because i brains are fucking insane yeah so, so I immediately started this episode like I had been hit. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. On the, it was on the side of a head with a bottle. It was the opposite. Really of set the thing pers- that Gary was a secret alien in terms of just coloring the rest of the episode. Um, yeah. Also, I had kind of suspected that when we got such a short description and it was like, oh, Sarah's going to discover something about her team. I was like, are we getting this from the androids' perspective? And lo and behold. And so again, I'm right about everything, always. Yeah, you're, you're, um, and you're, also, uh, legends you're right all the time. Also, uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow uh, gave gave Zari one. Of, just have you seen the tattoo thing, Gav? Have you seen the tattoo? I have seen the tattoo. I it's don't know if you saw creepy. in your notifications, but I blew your notifications up on Tumblr and on Twitter. I think just going through okay. the shit and being like, "Hello, um, get all my content. Thank you so much for my shit." This is for me. And and I want to say, um, I ran this by Sahar, the sanest person we know. Yeah. Yes, the extremely most sanest. Yeah. And she was like, one. um, you should be really worried. And then I ran it by the Legends group chat, and someone was like, Oh yeah, um, I did a thing about like I made a crack post about the legends and mushrooms like a while before the season six thing happened. And I'm like, Hey, hey Phil. My hand is open. I'm demanding dollars. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I, I'm I, like, we you can do. Tomorrow, 
if you are a Legends of Tomorrow fan and you've posted something online and it's appeared in the show, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Well, because I always thought, okay, I was like, oh, Amaya tells him that she's pregnant and he faints. And I wrote that like a year before the episode where he meets Alita airs. And now I'm like, here's what they've been doing. They've been going on Tumblr the whole time. Yeah, I time. hate that. You think you would fucking, you would, that you would get this past me? Me? Also, it's like, are you guys are on Tumblr because you're still on Tumblr. I mean, truly. Do you know why you're here? It's because of, it's because of me. It's because of me, the person who built this show up from the fucking ground. Brick by goddamn brick. Literally, would this show still exist if it were not for your endless, endless advocacy? <laughs> if we're calling it Is it, it advocacy? Can we call this advocacy? <laughs> um, also, and I do want to mention, I do have a couple of asks that I got just to, that just says, just say, um, okay, I didn't think I was posting that much recently. Apparently I was. At this point, is Phil stalking your social media and Legends in Review? even a joke anymore. And I said, I don't want to confront this. And then someone said, I think this episode and next week's were written with you, capital Y, oh, and then comma, in italics with a capital P, personally, comma, in mind, period. And I'm like, who the fuck? Either someone's so having cool a real here. laugh at my expense, That's a fucking or I am in great danger. You are absolutely in great danger. Also, hold on, I'll be right back. That shit's fucking terrifying. Yeah, I saw that post and I was like, oh no. Oh no. Because it's like, if it were a bigger show, then yeah, sure, whatever. It would be just kind of bullshit. But this is not a big show and it is absolutely feasible that one of the like handful of people that are in the know about Nick this Zano show. Nick said such a friend of the show is once in, in an online meet and greet. Um, if you've been around since season two, we definitely know who you are. Like, as fans. Yeah, and, like, who else has been around since season one, in fact? Literally. Am I gonna... Like, like, like all I'm asking for is in the series finale, a producer credit. You don't <laughs> even have to tell me in advance. Just put it in the... Just tag it into the credits at the very, very end. Like, last frame. Just extra producer. And you don't even have to have it be legal. Just have it be your fucking... T Tumblr users are Tarazi. And we'll know. We will know, and that's what's important, right? Um, because I'm gonna say, it once again falls on me to have all the correct Legends opinions. A lot of people apparently didn't like this episode, and I'd like to go what? into why they're wrong. What? Why did people, what was people's issues with the episode? Because it was all like right. a really- I mean, and that's, I think, a good place. I think a lot of people were like, well, it wasn't acted super well. And I'm like, number one, if you've been watching this show long enough, you know who on this show can and can't act. Yeah, so, like, let's not be like everybody hamming it up because they're supposed to be evil versions of themselves. And Ari's put it best. Ari's like, they're playing it like they're Rob Liefeld characters. Oh my god. Well, so how are you, Rachel? I'm just downloading. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make my newest D and D character on the Sims. You're so valid. I am currently I was literally trying to just like make designs and like try to remember what the fuck I wanted to do with my goddamn island. And so then I was like, okay, well I'll just like I don't know, go play on I'll go look and see if there's anything I want at like the paradise planning store right wrong mm -hmm. as soon as i fucking open this shit it's like bitch you you left in the middle of a design and i'm like oh yeah fuck i forgot about that fuck me um i i refuse to be held responsible for my actions 
the sims so true i'm still i'm still really on that coal miner bride thing oh yeah it's fine. yeah i'm okay <laughs> what the fuck so honestly it's one of those things for people who are like this episode was acted badly are would not under like it that is such a what weird fucking idea to me because it's like do none of you understand what a fucking b movie is no, superheroes are entirely very clear. Nobody who watches, nobody, a lot of people who watch this show do not seem to understand how the fucking sun rises in the goddamn morning. I'm just so, fu- like, I'm like, a very obviously they're doing a bit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Literally one brain cell shared between the two of us. So yeah, and then I'm just here. Brains. I actually like having Gab here because Gab actually moves the did I forget to introduce I I we did a title we did not I don't have to introduce but I wasn't sure when the ending bit was actually over or the beginning okay but I did bit. give the episode a title so isn't that good enough yeah I mean you got one or the other buddy I mean truly how how insane do people have to be to think we're going to be providing them <laughs> literally um, they haven't been listening to this extremely good quality, um, influential, influential, baffling, influential. Where you talk about child brides, you know. I so, first and foremost, the book talked about child brides. I was simply reading the description of the book. Phil. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, um, I mean, first and foremost, this episode was badly acted. You guys are only noticing that Katie has like three facial expressions now. And second of all. I'm gonna say, no, I mean, I also love because they had villain takeover lo- credits. I love shit mm-hmm. like that. Um, JoJo's does it. There's my obligatory anime reference. All right, we're done. Anyway, it, we got it in. All right, all right. Anyway, so, are you doing the Tetris theme? Yes. No, I'm doing Stars and Stripes forever. Oh, I had no. Oh, I that was, I thought that was the Tetris theme too. Okay, Don't even so worry about it, Ari. That at least it's not just me. Okay, I mean, like, maybe I was doing it wrong. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I also might not have known what you were referencing, to be fair. I might not have recognized it. You're fine. Um, are we, guys, I need, to, I, need to, I need someone to write in and be honest with us. Are we stupid? Who can say yes, <laughs> guy who interned who listens to this podcast? It's fine. Uh, you cannot. Okay, you can tell us. Be cool. Okay, so the thing is, I really wish they'd gone almost a little more over the top for the villain takeover stuff, like the credits, because it's really cute. I wanted it to be, like, more goofy. I almost, like, I'm like, obviously it was, and again, should have been the clue into people that this was very clearly supposed to be, like, a B-movie, like, intentionally. Like, this is a goof up But I kind of wish they'd done a little more, like, a wrestler's opening entrance kind of sound. Like, I want, I want, like, stock wolf howling effects. I want, like, random explosions. (laughs) I want badly put in clip art. Like, make it Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. That would have been pretty funny. Um. Oh my god. But I did really like it. I only understand that that is funny. Let it wash over you. I don't know what it looks like. It's fine. I'll I'll send a boat around the It's fine. You're too pretty. You don't need to know. That's fair. But, um, uh, yeah, it was a good open. Kind of set the tone for the rest of the episode. I mean, unfortunately, as I as I think I said to you, where would the money for more opening bit, opening credit effects come from, you know? Yeah. yeah. We only have, we only have so much we can do. This episode showcased to me that apparently Phil Klemmer has watched a lot of M.A.S.H., a show I have never seen and don't intend on watching. 
and that's fine. so fucking fair. I have um, not seen I don't it either. Even I, know every what time I've sat down Nash. to like watch it at someone else's house, I'm just like, this sure is happening. Like what? What is like? Mash is about like veterans or like are they Vietnam in the war? war? Yeah. They're in the army. Like they're in the army. It's, it's they're it, like just it's Vietnam. We're just people are just uncritically watching shit about the Vietnam War. I mean, Mash is actually pretty famously anti-war. Oh, I, never mind. Thanks, uh, Mash. Yeah. Whoever Thank you, you for are, the lesson, Ari, because I don't know shit about shit. You're fine. Um. Um. But yeah, it was like a really long. I think the finale was like the most watched thing in history for like years. Um, but yeah, it was about the Vietnam War, and then the Vietnam War ended, and they had to find reasons to keep the show running. I forgot how they did it, but um, that's always a bad always sign. Always a bad sign. But it was it was pretty anti-war from what I remember. Um, it's definitely kind of got that vibe, which I think is fun. Um. Oh god, what did I really like about I mean, first off, I did like that the androids think that they're the real legends for a while. That was fun. Um, um this is actually something Ari and I discussed in terms of also well, actually, my friend Jay brought it up and I wanted to bring it up because Ari and I then discussed it and we agree, which is like this cannot be the first time the robot legends have had this discovery. No. Like they it's just not tenable. They have had to definitely go through this before. Um, which of course brings us into, uh, which we'll talk about later, um, Zari being Gideon's absolute best girl. Yeah. Number one favorite girl. But we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, we have to assume basically based on how she treats Sarah that like, yes, they're all doing B-movie acting and that's definitely a part of it. But we also have to, and this is another thing that I just don't understand because I feel like this happens in fandom a lot or especially with certain parts of fandom where people just don't read between the lines of anything. Oh, never. Not once. And a lot of the cast on Legends is is pretty good enough that you really should be. Where it's like, no, clearly what's happening here is that like these guys have been gutted out so many times that like basically this is what's left. Yeah, it would track that this was just like... Because first of all, it would make way more sense than Sarah being the first one to notice anything was wrong. Yeah. And it would also just like, for this to... Because like, there's a lot of stuff that we don't really recognize about the characters and for that to have been the reason where it's just like, oh no, this is is the most slimmed down, trimmed down version that Gideon could possibly make. It is the most exaggerated possible versions of their characters. That's why they're acting like that, you fucking morons. Um, <laughs> in any case, I will say Ari is so tired. Despite every the day. existential terror that this episode implied, in certain cases, again with the the implication that yes, this has been going on continuous loop style. This has happened more than once, at least. There were so many. I actually laughed out loud like multiple times during this episode. It was. The like, there's just I mean, the 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 opening to the season and this episode were the funniest episodes of the show. Literally, the entire show. Um, mm-hmm. subtle little things like great little moments of comedy. That bit where like Spooner and Bayrod are like lifting their guns up, and you can see them just a little <laughs> off camera, and they're still doing it. Like I love shit like that. It's funny. It was really reward true. you for paying attention. It's funny as fuck. This episode was great i hate 
so much that Nick Zano is genuinely an excellent comedic actor. It fucking grinds my goddamn gears because he shouldn't be allowed to be funny with a face like that. It's just, it's, it's unrealistic and it's unfair and it's disgusting. It's offensive, frankly. When will Nick Zano answer for his crimes? Like, Never. People are funny Either and they're time. kind of funny looking or like they're like, they got like, they got like, like, it's like, it's like, it's fine. When I see, when I see someone being funny and they look like a horse that learned how to stand up right, um, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing. We're funny and hot, but like, we're also. It's different. Hey. It's different. We're depressed. It's different. We're depressed. And also, yeah, if you learn how to be hot later, this doesn't apply to you. You have to have at least been ugly for like a little bit. Okay. Well, I'm a, I, I, I okay. Well, good for, you know, <laughs> great on. for you guys. Okay. Well, you had to have, you had an awkward phase. I did have an awkward Everyone phase. Does. Yes. Everyone has an awkward phase. Only some phase. people that's become funny it. because of it. And that's Although just... there is this thing on TikTok going around that I saw because people were posting it on Twitter that was just like, people will be like, trauma made me funny. And then they'll be the least funny people you've ever met in your life. Don't do and I'm that kind of anxiety. I'll fucking kill myself. <laughs> I was literally going to say, I'll, I'll, do not. I better be fucking funny or I'm killing myself. Don't say that shit to me. <laughs> what else, what else is there? If not funny, then what else is there? Well, first and foremost, I think at least two people... We find each other funny, and that's all we need. That'll do. Yes. That's so true. Also, I've seen, I've seen what people on TikTok.com think is funny, so, like, maybe I'm good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's a fair maybe assessment. I'm not the problem. Gotta hope. Unless people on TikTok love this podcast, in which case you are also valid. You're beautiful. You're beautiful and funny and smart and perfect. Thank you. We're glad you're here, inexplicably. Um, inexplicably, you're still here. Despite despite everything, it's still you, and you're despite, still here. Thank you. Despite the multiple warning signs that we've been issuing. <laughs> we are nothing if not a group of warning signs. Not a place of honor. So highly esteemed. That's just the legend's tagline. It's just, we are nothing if not a bunch of warning signs. It's kind of beautiful. Sorry, I was just thinking about how, how Nate says, so Gideon decided to make me this stupid? Like, that was really funny. Yeah, it was. It was so fucking good. It was that little... Nick had a lot of great ones. It fucking... Nick had a lot of great ones. It's like, well, no, Nate Nate is just already... If she's going based on the real legends, it's just like, how many times can I... We keep trying to make a Mick one, and he keeps killing himself. Is there a way we can do (laughs) this? Mick and Rip, honestly. (laughs) We keep trying to make Mick and Rip ones, and they keep, um... And they keep, like... Frying their circuits and shit. Is there anything we can do to fix this? You can't program the suicidal tendencies out of those men. Well, the first thing you're going to want to do if you're making a Mick or a Rip android and you don't want it to kill itself is to immediately um, stop making Mick or Rip and make someone else. Yeah. And the second step, somebody, the the Funny Legends Clips Twitter posted that clip where they're in Mick's room in the time loop episode and Nate steps into that bear trap. And I'm like, do you ever think that maybe Mick leaves these things in his room? Not because of, like, he's worried about people going through his stuff, but because he's like, well, my memory is bad enough that eventually I'll forget and one of these things will kill me. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Which is great. I love that. Eventually. No, you guys don't understand. It's not about you guys. It's about me. I am <laughs> trying to, kill to die. Why? Because I want to. 
Why? Why? Um, but but why? Why? Okay, thank God. Um, this is like there are just the the. This episode was so good, and also I'm like, who who sent the memo out that it's okay to be cool to the Soviets again? Um, not that I'm com- so baffled. I was you like, did? what? You did? Well, this is the thing. This season of Legends, and that is another thing where I'm like, oh, that kind of gives me last season vibes. If we were being honest, yeah. This season has been very pro Union, and now they're being nice to the Soviets, yeah. which is like great, but doesn't. But just not a long-lasting formula on American television. I, this sentence is going nowhere. You know what I mean. Um, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's like literally season six had the episode where they were slandering fucking Castro. So like, oh yeah, the, dude. I I remember that episode because I was so fucking confused and angry the whole time. I was trying to enjoy all of the good Baron content we were getting, but I was also like, "Why are you slandering my man Fidel Castro? <laughs> he is literally all charisma." First and foremost, so good. if Fidel Castro were there, he would want. Um, how dare you imply Fidel Castro wouldn't would be like, "Oh yeah, that's Che Guevara," and not just be like, "This is a hot dude," and I'm gonna try to have. Sex I mean, with he him. literally is just like awesome. I'm going to have sex with him, and it kind of it, it worked. Close enough. All right, close enough. guys, am I allowed to have sex with Fidel Castro? I don't see I mean, why truly, you would. I, I mean, if history can't prove that you didn't, and. This fucking show. This fucking show. At any time, I know that they mentioned at the very <laughs> beginning of the episode, Gideon is like, yeah, they're in Russia. And then no one correct seems to have corrected it for the rest of the episode. They are very much not in Russia. No. And I'm wondering, like, did anybody catch if they corrected that or not? Oh, no. I don't think I vaguely i remember ukraine being said in the episode the word ukraine okay you know what then we're gonna call it we're gonna call that good enough we did it everybody (laughs) no i'm i'm thinking of the the sound that griffin makes the little victory sound that he makes when final pam pops out of the cold chamber (laughs) and is trying to save her husband (laughs) (laughs) god um and I know, like, here's the thing, is, like, Gab, you've mentioned to us in the DMs that, like, yeah, it's kind of annoying that Sarah is the is the character of this episode, but, like, Ari also, Ari, what, what did you say? Ari has died. Rip Ari. Ari, you will be missed. Something has happened. It might have been a miracle. I don't think it was. <laughs> did you read his uh, ex-wife's profile in... Harper's Bazaar, because it's like really sad. And it's like, listen, can you hear me? like adults, adults. Oh, now are, we can hear you, Mary. Adults are adults and they're allowed to make their own adult decisions. And like, I don't know them personally. And like, I'm sure she will be able to move on and do her own but thing. It's hard that that and that he will be able to move on and do his own thing. But yeah, it's really hard to watch. It's really hard to do that in the public eye. And also, I think we're allowed to be like, damn, like, like you're really going through it. But I'm glad that you seem to be coming out the other side. I don't know what we're talking about. 
Um, John Mulaney's ex-wife. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, I hope she has not spent the rest of her life being hounded by the, like, as, like, John Mulaney's jilted wife. Like, let her take her weird photos. I mean, they've never left Jennifer Aniston alone, yeah, so it's I'm not like, looking good. I see this woman on, on, like, on, on, like, magazine covers and shit, and I'm like, when was the last time she made a movie or did anything that was not... She's on the morning show and she's doing a great job because she's a she's a genuinely charismatic actor. Well, good for her. I'm glad she's actually doing stuff because they don't fucking talk about it because I never fucking hear about it. But I'm glad she's having fun. Right. Um, I was talking about how, like, yeah, whenever Katie is is the focal point character of the episode, it is a little bit like, oh boy, here we go. It's a shame. But, Ari, what did you say about that? It's, it's a shame because this could have been such a tense episode. I mean, there were still some moments of tension. Well, but I think, I think, but I will I think say, people were yeah, like, why I mean, was she the focal point? I'm like, whether or not she was good at it is debatable. But fundamentally, the leader of the team has to be the focal point in an episode like this. It's just a shame that she was not up to the task. But I, it, narratively, it makes sense for her. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, for sure. I'm not saying that I don't understand the narrative decision. I'm just annoyed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I understand yeah. the narrative's decision, but I also think they could have chosen to do something else. But given that it was a stupid-ass decision. I have elected to yeah. ignore it. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like, we're saying, oh, well, I bet Gideon has had to reprogram the Legends a bunch of times. And it's like, who's going to tell us we're wrong? DC's Legends of Tomorrow? Are they even going to, is this even a plot point that's ever going to be addressed again? Oh, no. fuck no. I'd be surprised if it up, even comes up again. On this, on this podcast. Literally, the only reason that this is going to come up is because Evil Zari is going to be leading the charge against the, the, the good legends, question mark? The flesh legends. Thank you, flesh legends. <laughs> oh my god, I just realized something. So with all of these guys being droids and mm -hmm. Gideon now being made a human, now it's a team of all flesh beings, because they're not all humans. G Gary is Gary. It's a team of flesh beings. Oh, you don't think Jewish people are human? But seriously though, like the, the flesh people versus the droids, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I don't know what they're where they're going with that, but I just realized that that's really what they've set up with Gideon being a, a human in a body and now all of the legends having, you know, robot versions of themselves. Are we well, gonna actually, question humanity question... in this one, gamers? This was a question posed by my friend, which is like, is Ava a clone or is she a She's robot a robot or is she both? Because No, she's a robot. In the in the episode it confirms she says we are robots. Like thought, to the I team. I thought she was kind of affair, but I also because don't I know where she would have gone. Did, did Bishop just... upload his 3D printer into her? But um oh. I mean she could just, just pick up an Ava. That is, I don't want to, in Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> there is um, in there's like a ranking of Cylons, like like the really humanoid looking ones. I think are at the very top, and like the old ones from like the old show before they rebooted are like at the bottom. And Ava seems to be going in some way by those rules, like she um believes that she um is better than the um legends I love because the they idea are of android android inter intra android racism let's call it that is so I funny. mean true and then it also made me want to tweet um people are talking first and foremost 
what's actual tension between robot Sarah and robot Ava? Robot Ava thinks that Sarah is a fucking insect. There was, like, literally the I only say, fucking I sexual actually, tension I between really anyone was between this. Zari and the other lesbians. Literally no one else. To a small extent, because I actually liked, I even said to Mia, because Mia again only started watching this, like, last season, which, again, my condolences. Like, the thing I really liked about this episode with their dynamic is it was back to what i really liked about their dynamic at the beginning that they didn't get along all the time that they had fundamentally different ways of approaching problems that butted heads constantly and like we have just completely not seen that like ava might as well not be co-captain it's like almost an like she doesn't she's just sarah's yes man so it was nice to see her being like cunty and disapproving of sarah again that's so i really appreciated that i i I mean, like, I want to say that I completely agree because, um, Android Ava, like, like, I, I love a good villain and like Android Ava and Android Zari are such good villains. Oh yeah. They're fun. They're fun in different ways. Like Ava is the doctor mm-hmm. with no morals and Zari is like the power hungry prima donna. And like, that's great. We love to see it. We love to see it. Great villain tropes. Ava, you get like. It's really unclear how privy she is, like, how much Gideon actually lets her know, but it seems like she knows. I mean, she might just think she knows more than everybody else. I mean, she knew that they were robots, but, like, other than that, we don't necessarily know what she knows. Like, I mean, I assume, because here's the thing is, is that we don't even know what the robots know. Like, we don't, what versions of their own memories. Okay, okay, I just had a thought. Breaking news of my brain. So you guys remember... Love of my life, evil, sexy rip with the yeah, brain yeah. rewrite. Oh, very god, he was so hot. Yes, so we don't know. Like, is it a rip situation where he had all of his memories, but they like the way he viewed them was different because they changed parts of him, or do they are they missing parts of their memories? I think they are literally at this point just based on how many times Gideon has probably had to take him around the sun, so to speak. <laughs> they look like the legends we know, but they're pretty much shells, yeah. Again, I'd be interested like she... to see yeah, if maybe... that proves true for all of them or if some are more hollow than others. It seems like Zari is the least, like, Zara and Zari seems the least hollow. And it almost, oh my god, I just had a thought. I wonder if this will ever be confirmed. But it seems mm-hmm. like Gideon was perhaps pitting them against each other to see which one would actually be, like, the captain she wants. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, I... I I just think it's also so interesting because Zari would have definitely a hundred percent known that Gideon Gideon Gideon's watching us, you I know, mean, at all hours. And so for them to just be openly discussing shit on the ship, no questions asked, like is that a Gideon doesn't let them know her capabilities, or is that Zari knows her capabilities and knows that Gideon is allowing her to get close to this and is curious as to what's going on? Like we could be here all day. <laughs> We had, if we were going to ask what Legends of Tomorrow was doing versus what we thought it was doing versus what we thought it was intending to do versus what Legends things it's <laughs> intending to do, we'd never leave, unfortunately. We'd be here um, forever. We would Don't unfortunately here be forever. here all night, as the kids say. Um, come out. You might do the what? Oh, just like, just like samples I'm making. Of what? Candy to go on collars. Oh, we might do what, though? I didn't hear that part. Oh, I just might make the front a little clearer, because, like, I picked a translucent material, but I think I put too much pigment in. Okay. 
mean, hey, um, fair enough. Uh, oh, that's why we're doing this. Yep. How oh, is Tarazi is now. Tarazi is now standing directly in front of the microphone, and she is sniffing my mouth. Yeah, of course. Ladies love to sniff mouths. I don't know why, but they're big fans. Now it is Tarazi time, where she does Tarazi crime. Where she does Tarazi crime. Mm. Loves to do Tarazi crimes in her own Tarazi time, etc. Okay, yeah. so. Um, we so we were back. Off the legends, um, the, le- the rip, the rip the hunter. Coal, the coal miner had brought a 13-year-old bride from Czechoslovakia. We both just said very upsetting things. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> okay, yours first. Um, I'm actually, I was just for video making purposes um, looking at the Here I Go Again video. Not Here yeah. I Go Again video. Here I go, I go Again, the episode. And can I just mention one of the most rotted things the Legends of Tomorrow fandom has done is like just the large swath of people that make this episode about Sarah and Ava Lance. You're going, you're not seeing heaven. Not an inch of it. I don't remember them in the episode is the other big thing. Like She says, oh, will you ask Ava out on a date? And like, they have a flirty scene. And it's like, Zari doesn't, she's just telling. What's also extremely funny about this episode is that, um, she, um, is that she realizes that Nate and Amaya are, um, memory flashing themselves so that they can hook up and then not, I guess, feel bad about it. It's never really explained why they think this is a good idea. I think the answer is just that they're not smart. Um, Yeah, it it is. And then um, what's really funny about that is that she said, I have to fuck that guy so bad. And she did. God bless her. You know, who am I to think I'm better than Amaya? It's, 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 it's. Definitely something. I hate gay people so much. It's fucking unreal. It's just like I that was that was all I remember about like that episode was like Nate, Ari, Amaya. That that's it, man. Like I don't understand. Um, that being said, you wanted to compare this part to. Well, because there's something I realized. Uh-huh. Which, which is that does all of Here I Go Again for Zari. Zari has always, well, first of and foremost, Zari has always been a Gideon favorite. Second of all, yeah. um, every time that fucking, we somehow always end up here with Gideon and whoever she's being extremely Sundere and possessive over. And, um... And, um, and, and Sarah, who stands in her way. Oh, yeah. And this is not, like, we make a lot of digs at Sarah here. This is just, this is just really funny. It is very good. Um, it, it just, like, like how, this woman is ruining Gideon's life. I mean, and here's the thing. Maybe Gideon, maybe Gideon is the problem. Gideon is absolutely the problem. Listen, ever since Rip killed himself, Gideon has been nothing but an active menace to these fucking people. And good for her. Except Bayrod. And Um, obviously, I mean, like, truly, it's just like she has her and then everybody else. 
And you know what? Good for her. Like, what? What? First and foremost, what a fucking mood. And second of all, because I was just tweeting about this like crazy because I'm, I mean, listen, here's the thing. Am I going to be a pervert about this? We can't say I'm not. I'm always, so I get you. First and foremost, I saw something today. Every time I see a hot take about euphoria, I get increasingly afraid of engaging with it in any way. Because I, people are I don't saying know where she all these euphoria hot takes. I, I'm so glad that I'm not following people who were talking. It's a show I forget that's happening until somebody says it's, something it's about HLC, it. It's and we all know it. Okay, um, fair enough. Sounds about right. But um, I just, like, someone is like, oh, Kat, who is the character played by Barbie um, Ferraria, like, read too much fanfiction. Like, like she's like, this isn't a general statement about fanfiction. I was just making a joke about how she read Larry and it rotted her brain. And I'm like, then you should have just fucking said that. Because what you said made it sound like you think that fanfiction leads to people looking for bad men in real life. And again, this is one of those things where I'm like, this is a you problem. Again, fundamentally, you problem. Can't help you. These experiences are not universal. It's just like I don't have. I'm, I I'm so f- fucking tired of you people. Every day, every like, day I'm forced to spend. Divine light severed. You yeah, you are a flesh and meat automaton. Which mood? Um, is that a reference to something? I don't. Or was it just an image someone made? It's a good image, so you know. It is a very good image. You're so, you're so right. I do my best. Listen, I, and like, again, I just can't, it's not like one of those, oh, they should be in college kind of things, but also like, I don't, I don't want to write fan fiction about high schoolers. And if I can't write fan fiction, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where there's plenty of stuff I engage. It was actually a thing I was kind of bitching about because it's one of those things where it's like people assume so much about like the only only the things you like are the things you talk. Or the only things you like are the things you talk about. And it's like there is so much shit that I just watch for the pleasure of enjoying something and ruminating on it and enjoying the experience of watching it. And I don't build fandom stuff around it because some stuff is just. Not meant I don't know, that sounds pretty gay. What? Ow. I was just giving you a hard time. I was just making it Oh, work. I was like, I mean, that's it, it for me, the my fundamental philosophy of fan fiction is when I write it, it's because I believe there are gaps, not necessarily plot holes, although sometimes it's plot holes, gaps within the narrative that you can slot work into. Something that the work has created that inspires further creation. It's not a negative thing. Um, it is sometimes work can be incredible and inspire fan fiction. And then sometimes work can be beautiful and perfect. And one of my favorite things, and I don't write any fanfic for it because I don't think it needs it because that's not, that's not, I can really enjoy something and still want to write fic for it. Even if I thought it was a very good piece of media. That too. That's not what I'm saying. Um, well, like... yeah, no, I know that's not what you're saying. I just, I, Yeah. No, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, I'm not saying that in the slightest. I do. Thank you for saying that, because I do want to double clarify, because people love to argue in bad faith. I... Things out... What? You said people love to argue in bad faith, and I said Phil. Phil Clemmer. Yeah. Phil Clemmer. Him. Him. 
but like and some works are just complete um i would never write like the last unicorn fan fiction because it doesn't fucking need me everything that is important about the story has already been said within the original published work i don't have to add anything here it's just it's just a beautiful thing for me to appreciate and enjoy and that is very different from something that's like a huge sprawling like yeah i'm gonna write like fucking jojo's fan fiction because there's eight million fucking characters and not enough screen time to go around and half the time shit is happening within three days and there's parts that are just fight after fight after fight after fight after fight part three so of course i'm going to write stuff the in-between moments the stuff that never makes it to the canon work and that's just what tends to draw me towards writing stuff um all i do is think of legends of tomorrow fan fiction so that a part of me won't be disappointed yeah, that's also. I mean, yeah, and there there are absolutely some series where I've written thick forks and I'm like, well, clearly I have to make my own shit around here. Nobody fucking helps me around this metaphorical fucking house, you dickheads. And like, I mean, truly, you know, <laughs> I'm just here. Like, again, if I really, there gets up to be a point. It's like it's like with uh, which I'm still gonna bleep because they're still mad about this. Still. Um, which is like, I don't know, or I mean, even Elicity, where it's like, what you are writing does not match the text in the slightest. You are writing different characters. Oh, yeah. I still enjoy Legends enough to want to write the characters as I see them on the show, even in an AU setting. But like, it's, it's like, you guys are, you are making, co- I think there's a bug by the radiator because the kitties are fucking, are fucking over there. Oh, I love when they just go fucking crazy staring at it. It's great. It's like, could you kill it? You Please? Reason about it? Could you, would you no. like? Ever. Okay. Well, um. Riveting. I'm writing through fan fiction. I am giving Tala and Maisie the show they deserve single-handedly. Yeah. And also single-handedly. A great example of the kind of show that absolutely has room for it has a ton of room yeah it has room and, and they great. know it and that's the thing that is one thing i will say about legends is like when we went to when we went to the episode where mick goes to romanticon um and then immediately lays down and dies because all of these women want to have sex with him um and he is afraid is, does that make him does that make him gay it yes i was gonna say were you about to say it doesn't not i yeah i mean that's also true why are you walking around with your mouth open chubby sometimes i just like to smell the smells i was just so fuck like i mean just sort of walked away with her mouth open from the and i'm like did, did you forget to close your mouth because she she's not god she's not a smart cat love her love her to death Light of my life. Do you want to mention? Do you want to mention? And, and we're we're gonna get into what we need to talk about. We're gonna do that so soon. Are we? Um, okay. We're gonna do it. But I do want the listeners to know this weekend. Um, Ari and I forced our cats to hang out as we do when we hang out at each other's apartments. Of course. Um. And and, and listen, we don't when we say and, we don't mean literally. There's plenty of rooms to you know. There are multiple rooms. Do you want to play? Oh, yeah. Hold but, on. So. Damien was being sort of ambivalent and like trying to go around Tarazi, and we finally got Tarazi to move, like politely, 
Just so that, like, Damien could move around her and, like, go sit in the chubby chair, probably. And Tarazi fucking then bolts out behind her and smacks Damien on the ass. And then runs away. Like an asshole. It's it's objectively incredibly funny. Um... It was really fun. They are not, I want to clarify, you know, for anyone who's concerned trolling about my animals, like, they are perfectly fine. There's rooms for them all to go their separate ways. There's never any actual aggressive gestures outside of occasional play fight bapping. Um, They're not, like, cats are not like dogs where they always want to hang out all the time with new, new companions. Besties. But they're in no way, like, she's having a great time with this worm right now. she they're totally fine um and they have ample room they have their own food sources they have their own water sources they have different litter boxes they're completely fine and when they are over they are well taken care of and nobody is forced into uncomfortable situations or placed under stress cats are all fine i have had cats literally my entire life i know how to take care of animals okay just want to get that out of the way because again um Bad faith. Um, are you gonna? Are because you gonna again, it? here's the thing. All Phil Clemmer needs is one fucking concern troll about our animal care, and he can shut this down. And you he know he's trying. He's calling. He's calling animal animal welfare. He's gonna get ASPCA on our asses. Um, <laughs> just watching her play with worm on string. She's so fucking stupid. Come on, Jimmy. He's gonna um, get the ASPCA on our asses. I mean, I'd like to see him try. ABA, ABA, ANA, cock and ball torture, cock and ball treatment therapy, um, OBI, my Yemco romance, Tuber, (laughs) my I really Alexandria Ocasio Tortez, etc., etc. Are we are we done? Should we say real words now, or should we keep going? (laughs) Bang tan boys. Okay, now I'm good. I'm good. Bang Tan Boys. boys. <laughs> All right, so uh... I have to go see BTS X EXO Okay, no, okay, no. Now we're gonna make sense again. Oh, Everybody, shut Doing the plot, we're still. Oh, we're still keeping up with the story. We're still doing this bit. Oh, okay. I and I hate to be this person, but I literally just got the notification that our fucking pieces should be done curing. Oh, Jesus. Okay, you're good. Go, go, go. So, so I will be right back. You're fine. I'm just gonna take a quick look at them. Recording. Not gonna make that mistake again. Yeah, that's fair. Um, speaking of working on things until you get it right. Let's talk about Gideon and Zari, the android, because that is something I have been hyper fixating on now for five days? A lot of days. It okay, is... fair enough. I, 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 I wake up and I think about it. I go to bed thinking about it. Um, hold on, I have to plug in my computer so it can charge. Okay, here I go. Here I am. Welcome back. Um. Basically, there's so much in this episode where I'm like, I don't know if Legends is ever going to elaborate on any of this. And we discussed it a little earlier, for example, like, um, how many times have have the robot Legends figured out that they're the robots? Um, is everybody so gutted except, like, Astra and Ava and Zari now because 
they were the ones who kept figure. Like, I have a really hard time believing that any version of Nate could figure it out. But actually, I take that back because he's he's the one who always manages to figure out weird shit. That's true. Um, kind of a specialty of his, inexplicably. Well, it's I guess he's explicably. He really, you know what? That absolutely so summarizes it perfectly. He finds out he probably died like immediately after, and so it was reset again. And at this point, I'm like, there's, again, elected to lead. And and it seems like Gideon was almost having Sarah and Ava compete without them actually knowing, even though it seemed like they were working together. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think And the other thing about that specifically is I don't think the odds were in Sarah's favor. And this is something I actually really, I mean, this is just kind of a personal enjoyment of the episode. Um, is that we, Sarah has always been the most special TM, TM, TM of Legends. Um, yeah. And God, I wish Katie could sell that. I wish most, to God. The most protagonist of all the protagonists, which is annoying. Sure, there. whatever. Her? Yeah. I just mean it's funny or something. The most protagonist powers, like yeah, you know. exactly. And it really seemed like this episode, like that was going to be where it went, where we were all kind of like, "Oh, really? She's the one who figures it out." But then for that twist at the very end, where it's like, "No, Zari is the special one." I was like, "Is for me?" I mean, she's is it's for kind of, me. It is very good, but she's she's also the special one in the way of like, "Oh, evil Zari, Zari gets to be special," but you know. I'll take a victory wherever I can get it. Exactly. You know, you got to pick and choose your battles. You yeah. got to know when to hold them. And you All know right. When to hold them. Thank you, Jesus uh, Christ. You're just gonna leave me out here. I'm. I. I'm. I'm so sorry. I was honestly dangling the worm on a string above the little man's head. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> so I'm I was throwing like, it off my jokes. It took me a second to process. You can edit out the pause. Good point. Good point. Um, there you go. But it's almost funnier this way now. That's um, also true. Oh, I and and that makes me wonder. I'm like, aside from the fact that we know that that we joke about regular Sumdere android Gideon, who um, blame okay. Yandere. You're absolutely correct. Who blames? I mean, I think all versions of Gideon correctly. Yandere. The good one is slightly more chill about it, but like. Still, absolutely. What is it like about her watching Zari? What is it about Zari? Her observing her being like, no, she's my special. Like well, everybody thinks Sarah connection. is the special, but Zari is my special. I think it's that computer connection. Zari's the one who's been kind of the most intimate with Gideon's insides. Um, literally. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I think I think that's a big part of it is um they've always kind of had more back and forth and you know we've had a couple episodes of Astro and spooner with human gideon but you know this an the android gideon is obviously not based on that human gideon in any capacity so um i think there's kind of that there i think there's sort of a natural combo which is really funny because like zari you know if we assume that this even evil gideon is still in part the gideon that was rips um, it's Zari and Rip are very different. 
They might as I mean they're diametric opposites. They're I mean actually the diametric opposite to Zari three is Zari one. Yeah. Because Zari one is very much the one who believes in like, you know, I believe we're many, I believe they're few, and you know, not following conformity and not and that power corrupts. And that That's she only especially power corrupts. And then that was very much Zari 1.0 um, as a person and trying to keep power creep from happening and injustice happening. And mm -hmm. Zari 3.0 is like, but how can the injustice and power corruption benefit me? And like, listen, that's it's actually very interesting because um, someone pointed out uh, that like there are parallels between this scene, like, and when John takes the um, the last of the blood and what's really sad about it is that they both seem to think they're doing the right thing. Like John was like, I can outsmart Bishop and get my magic back and save the day. And then Zari will have sex with me again. Yeah. And Zari was like, why, why are you saying this? And then Zari Android. Do I have to get a third cat named Android? Um, No. I don't think well, so. Well, because I have Tomas and I have Tarazi. You do not need to start collecting cats based off of Zari forms. I can't stress this enough. This is not okay. Great, because because this is gonna because otherwise this will get fucking ridiculous. That's also true. Hello, little man. Are you gonna fucking chase it? I'm just jingling it like an asshole. I think I'm just all right. Fine. Um, and I um. And then Zari, and that's another thing that is very opposite from her. And I think that is also because Tala and the way they worked on Zari 1.0, um, it was a lot about, there's a lot of talk about her um, faith and being a Muslim. And Zari Tomaz is always like, I am a human being. Yes. Who worships um, my God. And who prays the way I want to, but I am human and I believe there is a higher power. And then Zari 2.0, Zari Tarazi is very like, people think I am a god. We actually don't know how faithful, well, we know she doesn't drink. Yes. Um, but she also is someone, like, she is someone who people worship her, but she kind of she she is very has a very tenuous relationship with her humanity mostly because she is afraid of it it's like you have decreasing it's like decreasing humanity as we go through the zaris and i think that also does have to do with her being the hacker and the computer one. Oh, i absolutely do um, no i think there's a genuinely kind of there's an interesting more interesting contrast between one and three than even two and three because it kind of implies if again we go with the whole thing that like this is and i think it's at least it can be reasonably extrapolated with a certain degree of analysis that this is not the first time that this has happened with this rewriting um if we assume that this is azari who has had a few overwrites um that she is at her core self it one says that Zari 2.0 and Zari 1.0's core selves are fairly similar in nature, but also kind of is, is interesting about how three is more of a corrupted version of one or reads as such. 
because at the core of every single Zari, there is this need for justice and um, a revolt against power. And three is an example and, and of compassion. And and even though I'm like I, you know, Sarah is the most protagonist protagonist, and I am really sick of the, on this show, especially of characters of color, sort of always having to bend the knee to her. Um, Zari is someone who just period cares about the people around her. Um, and, and loves very deeply. Yeah. Um, and both things can be true. And did I talk earlier when, when Gab was on, did I talk about how, well, like how Zari being sort of the villain of this was actually just, that's why I kind of appreciated Sarah as the protagonist because Sarah and Zari, like, I know they sort of were a little bit tumultuous when Zari first joined. And I never think they were, like, besties. Uh, like, some people seem to think when... I don't know. I'm actually watching the show. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, regrettably, I am watching the show. Regrettably. And yeah. regrettably, I am watching DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, hold on. Let me try to get my thoughts together on this. Did I talk about the moment when Zari says we're the androids? I think I only wrote about it. There's the moment where Zari says, we're the androids, and she looks so, like, scared. Yeah. And kind of helpless. And, and like, that's when you think, like, that was very much, like, Tala playing Zari like we know her. And so it really is, like, when Zari makes that choice, like, you know that they're the villains of this part of the season, and you know that, like, obviously if Sarah and Zari had stood together as a front, they both would have gotten fucked over. Oh, absolutely. Um... But for her to just sort of make that choice so, or to be offered that choice and then make it that way kind of pulls the rug out from under who you know Zari to be because she is really playing her like the Zari we know for a lot of the episode. And then, I mean, maybe it's to reflect the upgrade that she gets from Gideon a little better. I mean, also, I love that everybody, she's like, Gideon can upgrade us. And Bayrod's like, I want two dicks. And Spooner's like, I want three dicks. And Zarya's just like, okay. I will get back to you on that. <laughs> but I, I do. I love, I love the game of one-upsmanship. Um, she seems to be the only one who actually has a neural uplink with Gideon. Like, I think now she is as close to Gideon as Ava is, or at least she thinks she is. Yes. And... I and, and it's fascinating because it's kind of like she has this smugness about it, but how much of that smugness was like, what if Gideon's been in her head the whole time and she didn't know? That would be so interesting. There's this fascination I have with Zari and first and foremost, let women be toxic. Let women be in toxic relationships. Yes. Um. And second of all, there's just this, there's this real, it's almost, remember when Rip, we see, and oh my God, I, I think this might actually be something, but when Rip, <laughs> Legends, did you do, did you do something on purpose? Did you do something thematic on purpose? Possibly not. But... When Rip gives Gideon her humanity, like he tells her, you're going to take care of the Legends, she learns how to love. And that was not his intention, but it's what happens. And I feel like 
this android Gideon, not android Gideon, sorry, is the android, this evil version, who again, let's remember, um, our Gideon keeps trying to call misunderstood and everyone else because they are stupid, insists on calling her evil. That was a plot point. Of course. Um, I almost feel like she's looking for the same thing. I feel like she's trying to do that with Zari specifically the most because I think out of everybody, Gideon wants Zari to be human enough that she loves Gideon on her own, like loves her, but not so independent that she leaves. Oh, yeah, Gideon, that's fine. And like, balance, sorry. And it's fascinating that even though she's supposed to be the bad guy, she first sets them up as heroes. She's still setting them up as heroes. Yeah. And that she kind of loves, even if she doesn't mean to. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that's going to be, it's going to be very interesting if they go with, she can't help loving regardless, even if she thinks she's doing the big bad evil thing. Because I and and guys, I just want to say, listen, they're already villains, so you can make them gay. It's fine. Yeah, fuck uh, it, man. fine. The CW told me. The CW told me it was okay. CW said, no, no, it's cool. Whatever. We're getting we're we're getting bought anyway. So who gives a shit? The CW said, you guys are still here. I mean, I think that's kind of the vibe at this point. Fundamentally, is truly, you guys are still here. And I'd say take the money and run, but there is no money. There is no money. So what I'm so what I'm getting at is I think you should just run. Uh, should I run about this? Yeet. Also, uh, probably. Oh, definitely. Um. So un un unrelated in completenessness. Um. Mm-hmm. So I was on. I was looking at Pokemon plushies, and somebody had a giant Umbreon plushie. Um. Uh, that they were posting and I was there somebody was like oh my god where'd you get this I'm like oh I just got the skin on eBay um and stuffed it myself and I'm like obviously it's a bootleg but like whatever who gives a shit um so I was like oh fuck I want one of these and so then I went to eBay and I was like wait I don't actually know how to search for what I want here so I just had to google Pokemon skin question <laughs> and I, oh, no. so just not a great <laughs> sentence to type I was really afraid of the results definitely afraid that eBay was gonna be real human flesh because it, despite no matter how many fucking times I type in life-size Pokemon plush, because there's a very specific series of plushies I'm trying to look for. Um, and I mean, I do this at least once a week. I, without fail, get life-size sex doll for men in the suggestions, and it's like, I don't fu- I have never typed this in! Why is this- What? Huh? Ari. Ari. Yes. Life-size sex doll for men. I just don't fucking understand! Do you want it? No. Do you want one? Hi, life-size sex doll for men? <laughs> I just don't fucking understand why. The, I'm also Now, how does this relate to Robot Nate? I'm so glad Actually, you asked. I'm going to say this is how it relates to Robot Nate. Because you, I almost said YouTube, wrong website. YouTube's also homophobic, you know, whatever. Um, fucking eBay's like, oh, we're not going to allow the sale of, like, erotic content on this website anymore. And so that means that a ton of, like, vintage gay films and magazines going to be much harder to find not impossible obviously but much harder to find but somehow it's fucking life-size sex doll for men is still something i get suggested as a web search so fucking okay whatever well that's because um let's always remember that when people talk about like even even if someone personally does not intend have that as their intention when they talk about 
appropriate content online. LGBT content is always always first go. What gets censored first? So if you do not have a contingency plan for that, then um, then you're then not you're ready for the discussion. Can. Stop doing that. Holy fuck, guys. Um. So speaking of erotica content on eBay, Nate Haywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that ending. Why is sex dolls for men? Nathaniel Haywood. That ending, that ending bit was a little too on the nose. That I was, was a little bit too that like this. Actually, made me yell because again, I haven't. Um, when I was still, when I was working with the older kids, um, John Cena. I and I think I've said this before, which is actually what scares me because I'm pretty sure I have said something to this to this effect before. But also, I think Nick's son is like five ish now. Um, yeah. So he's at the right age because that was the age of all my other kids at work who were up. I mean. John Cena really could have been like, hey, kid, kill your parents. And they'd be like, oh, so, oh, absolutely, Mr. Cena. Anything for you, King. Like, I genuinely believe that. But would he be wrong? No. But, like, it's just. What's the matter, kid? You never seen the Kill Your Family show before? I was fucking thinking it. I was fuck. I had it in my head when I said it. Fuck. Um, but, yeah, it's. It is so funny to me. Because, you know, John Cena is like a god to children. It's like... Well, it's I, I just saw... It's John Cena. It's Santa, maybe. Um, But it's mostly the dog. Fireman. Iron Man. Or Spider... Oh, Spider-Man. Definitely. I said Fireman. Fireman. Okay, I'm deaf. So Spider-Man That's definitely fine. more so than Fireman. Um, Spider-Man... I, some kids really love Fireman. That's true. But like the general, the general tenor, um, you know, every child loves Spider Man. Like it, Elsa, um, Elsa, even Elsa Frozen. Voice, we got, uh, we got Elsa. We Elsa got, Frozen. Elsa Frozen. We got the dog from Paw Patrol. We got John Cena. We got Spider Man. We got anybody I'm missing? Um. All right. This is not what this podcast is about. Isn't we it cannot. <laughs> we cannot go to sex dolls for men and then start listing things that children like. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. These are two completely separate topics, and we are not relating the two at all. And I cannot make it clear enough that these two topics are not related in the slightest. No. We went from one subject to the other. I just don't think we can discuss. I just, Andy I just don't think we can do one conversation Andy and then immediately a, have the a, other. The Green Goblin disease is a disease that affects the same people every year. Okay, so, um, um attention okay. to hyperactivity disorder. So, okay, um, so John Cena, that was the funniest fucking thing. Like, I so I yeah. saw someone posted like like some screen caps from. The show he's doing from Patriot or whatever, not Patriot, he's um, Peacemaker, Peacemaker. which is so funny. And I almost wonder if he, it was retroactive. The way that Nate is acting and the way that he, it is so like it is actually really uncanny. Where I'm like, it, I don't like. It's it's genuinely upsetting, but I do think it's. Very I don't think funny. I want to solve this mystery. No, I think it's very interesting that retroactively they realized, oh, the Citizen Steel outfit we came up with looks exactly like Peacemaker. Um, which is just very funny to me because technically Nate did it first, but I do think um, that's the big And reason. it's supposed to, it's supposed to match Ray. Um, but every day you put me, you gay people leave me so exhausted. But it, it's, it's, um, very interesting because he's the only one, it's him and Sarah who still have their costumes. And let me just say, I think it is so funny that Legends does this very- I don't think anyone else actually has a costume. No, anymore. at this point- Like Zari 1.0 did- 
We saw it once. We saw it literally once. Um, I'm literally going to cosplay it because, because Tala deserves that. And, and I know she was excited when I showed her the notes for it. Yeah. And it's literally just me out here, man, fucking trying my absolute hardest. It is just very funny to me that, like, um, because you're right. Now that you say that, I'm like, oh, my God, we've lost so many people that we don't have anyone else who even had a costume to begin with. That is so funny. Um, because I do think it's very interesting that, like, Nate and Sarah both pointedly have their costume on this episode. Um, because, again, Legends loves to be petty about how people are, oh, it's not a real superhero show. And it's not, but I don't give a shit. I'm just here to have a good time. Um, real superhero show. You're here to have a good time. Why do you make this podcast? And the answer is shut up. Well, hey, listen, I'll say this for Legends. Uh, you know what? It might not be a quote-unquote real superhero show, but you know what it isn't? Department of Defense propaganda. So... And you know what? It really isn't. It really isn't. I and I hate to say it, but they were sympathetic to the Soviets, guys. They were, we did it. And I, that's not nothing. I know that might for people who started watching when they were fucking eleven. Holy shit! Um. Hey, hey, kid. Hey, how you, how you doing? doing? Hey. This isn't about you. It's not about <laughs> you. you. I know we're yelling. I just want you to know I haven't forgot that, and, and it does haunt me sometimes. Um, hold on, gotta just had to um. So the, the TV wouldn't lose its spot. Um, okay. But like it, it was like people like Lucille, Star Trek almost didn't happen because Lucille Ball's dad was a communist. Like it, we literally like fucking kill people, killed people over being communists like 70 years ago. Max? Like this was a thing. It was like, you could not, like, the Soviets were, it was, it was like, it was, it, it was, it was, they were public enemy number one. They were the most evil thing you could imagine. The idea that the Soviet, that the general in the Ukraine is sympathetic to his people and he doesn't want bad things to happen and, he and he's like, not, noble. and that the legends are the bad guys and he very much isn't. And he's not even he's, like a noble enemy kind of thing, because you got some of that. You got some of the, you, the Rommel, your magnificent bastard, I read your book shit. But like, it... It was legitimately like, no, 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 no. They're the bad guys. He's trying to do the right thing. He's literally. It was really sad. It was really genuinely sad because, of course, obviously you feel for the people of Chernobyl now. So it's, it's genuinely really upsetting. But it is still a fairly big deal to this day that they made the Soviet character sympathetic because what, like three years ago, they literally had some fucking Stranger Things character go communism sucks i love america and capitalism like straight up that was the line so um what about was chernobyl did people blast that was chernobyl the show not great i think it, i it can't was, remember it was i actually you know what hold on let me google because like I, I i don't know wasn't there and it's a little late to call on grandparents and be like hey you guys remember chernobyl right i mean i could ask tim but i just don't think we're gonna get we need an answer today. We need an answer, yeah. All right. The Chernobyl disaster, public responses, according to Stanford University. Um, hold on. There was a big, the big one 
was by and large, it was less, it's from what I'm seeing, and again, this was a brief skim, so if I'm wrong about this, please tell, side stories, no, 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 but do, 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 do tell us. Yeah, if Ari is wrong, please email Henry Zabrowski okay. about it. That would be really fun. And make it his problem. Make it his problem. <laughs> but, but, we will not be held accountable for our actions. No, but I um, actually do want to know, so please feel free to send me, or send Rachel, who will then tell me, um, and Anon about it, if you'd like. But it seems to be more, and this is something I do remember because it was this, and I know about this because of a failed television show, which I'm now going to talk about because it's a great story. But in any case, the biggest one was an opposition to nuclear energy above all else. I don't even think there was as much anti-Soviet stuff as there was, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, nuclear energy is going to kill us all. Fuck, shit, fuck, oh my God, ah. And like, fair enough as a response because when it goes wrong goes really 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 wrong so fair enough all things considered um although hey we really need this renewable energy source i i gotta go to free speech jail this episode fucking hot jeez um okay email henry zabrowski side stories at lpotl okay so um and tell them that ari is going to free speech jail i wanted to pay for my defense okay We can cut that. It's not going to make any sense out of the context. Okay, so the... No, I, I, I'm I, going to keep... You know what? We said some stuff. Here's the context. We said some stuff and we cut it. And you're never going to know what it was. That's fair. Um, but Ari could have gone to free speech jail. I. It wasn't... I. Again, your fa- he murders children with a laser sword. Your fame is problematic. But, um... I mean, truly. It, it truly was. He murders children with a laser sword. Because it's not because Star Wars is dumb and it's it's politics or action figure politics and it's stupid. In any case, um... Are you gonna chase this fucking worm or not, you son of a bitch? Um, it... Literally, what the fuck was I talking about? Okay, so, Three Mile Island happened. Like, we may have been able to sort of cope with Chernobyl, and then fucking Three Mile Island happened. And so it's this other enormous meltdown. And so the thing I need you to tell you about this is, hey, kids, do you remember the love boat? No, you don't. I don't remember the love boat, and I'm older than most of you, which, again, horrifying. But, so, the... In- I don't remember the love boat. I don't remember the love boat either. We're not that far away. Is that the one that Charo is on? What? Coochie Coochie? Okay, I don't have time to explain this. Just keep going. Please do. We might as well explain it. Can't just say Coochie Coochie and not explain it. Okay, here, her. I just, I love the enormous brick of Google search that you sent me. Thank you. Um. Oh, okay. I have no idea. She's, oh, she was in Zambolina. Okay, yeah, she was on the love boat. Um, okay. Thank you, I felt insane. Okay, no, you're fine, you're fine. Um, so they wanted to do, I think it was NBC. Um, hold on, this is gonna... Hold on. Alright, this might take a while. Um, so the thing to understand is that some network, and I'm gonna get it for you in a fucking second, hold on, one moment here um was they decided that they wanted to make was it a game show or not fuck all right we're gonna be here the rest all right i will i will fill you all in on the next episode which network it was it doesn't matter um i'm literally gonna be here all night if we do this otherwise um so some fucking network decided off the success of a love boat to make a spin-off or like a successor to it that was on a nuclear powered train 
The model cost a million dollars to build, and when they showed it to the executives while pitching the show, the model fell apart and fucking destroyed in the office. So, you know, great sign. Um, and they were going to roll with the production anyway. And then this Three Mile Island incident happened, and everyone went, okay, no more nuclear. And then the Soviet Union fell. Um, I'm not saying these things are all related, but, like, not not related? My dad got arrested in New Hampshire for protesting a nuclear power plant once. Oh, fuck yes. That's actually awesome. Well, of course, when he was when he was a, a student at Hampshire. And if you're yeah, wondering, he, you did have a, he did have a sign that said, you can't hug with nuclear arms. <laughs> and I think in a lot of ways he deserved to be arrested just for that. You know, 60-40. Um, um, all right, keep, keep going. Keep vamping. I'm looking. I'm looking for the... Oh, vamping? Oh, boy. Oh, you want, you right just, oh y'all wanted a twist, eh? All right, here's what I'm going to do to vamp, because I have been waiting to do this all night. I'm going to start reading thoughts I've had about Zari and Gideon. Okay. Right, okay, here's the thing. Zari is the only legend with tattoos, and she also has a very elaborate hair style, and I know we talked about that, but, like, Gideon painstakingly has picked every single one of Zari's tattoos. And it's like, does Gideon give her a tattoo every time she rebels so that Gideon can remember that she loves her, but also can remember that Zari betrayed her? I thought that was an interesting thought. Um, hold on, I'm still looking for information. What, what was that last part? Um, did you hear the thing about the tattoos? Yes, the tattoos, which was deeply, deeply... Well, because I said, what if Gideon gives Zari a tattoo every every time Android Zari sort of figures things out, she gets a new tattoo. So because Gideon wants to remember that she loves her, so she gives her a new adornment, but also wants to remember that she betrayed her. That is so fun. And also, like, Let women be toxic. I, we are the granddaughters of the grandmas that couldn't get un- run over by reindeer. I honestly, I mean, listen, I toxic... Toxic relationships are fun, actually. At least in, in um, fiction. I shouldn't have to say that. Um, but there you go. In Minecraft. In Minecraft, toxic relationships are funny. Um, but no, I think it's very... The idea of, of, of tattoos almost being like... Because she'd be the only one who remembered Gideon. Yeah. I love that. When, and, and when Zari says this is too important for mere mortals, just going back to that, did Gideon tell you she, you were her favorite? Did she tell you that you were her finest creation? Did she say you were her angel with her, flame, your, her right hand? That you were going to cast Sarah Lance out of heaven with your flaming sword? Is this what she told you? Because I think she may have been um, spinning the truth. Because I think it is what she told you. I think it's what she told you, but she may have been making it up. I mean, honestly, I don't think either of you know what religion is, but that's okay. You know? I think I like to use religion in the way that um, a lot of, I just, I think stuff like that is just fun and sexy and should be used for my problematic femslash ships. I have no actual attachment to it. Absolutely. Um, hold on. But I do think it's, I do think, and again, there's something very fun about like, I think it's kind of fascinating that they're really going the fuck all in on Gideon as the heart of the... Again, you guys you guys just keep trying to find new hearts of the show, and it's like, I don't really know if I agree with you, but it is interesting that they're like, oh, Gideon's important now. And it's like, it would be like, imagine Power Rangers episode where Zordon was, like, front and center. And 
it, it it's a little I mean you guys do you I guess but um it was definitely kind of an, it's interesting that that is the plot this season for the most part like Gideon is sort of getting the spotlight in a lot of ways which as much as I just you know I actually don't think it's a bad idea like entirely it's just interesting that they're going for it but um in, in, in another way, it's also kind of like, if this is the show's final season, it's kind of interesting that they would go out in this way and kind of be It makes sense. It makes sense. That's what I mean. I'm like, it, 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 I don't, I'm not like, cancel it, cancel it, cancel it. But it is interesting that like, there's a lot of stuff here that would, would make for a very satisfying ending. Um, the other thing is... Um... First and foremost, what if we kissed in our neural uplink and we were both evil girls? Thank you, evil girls. Second of all... Like, second of all, it's like Gideon hollows out the rest of the legends. Um, except Astra, because I think she thinks Astra... Astra will just be evil for the fun of it. Oh, yeah. Um, she doesn't really care if Astra... If Astra figures her out, she's just like... You want to go burn down a building? And Astra's like, oh boy, do I? Yeah. And Ava is obviously a head Cylon, and so doesn't really count. But, like, she doesn't even... Like, let's assume Zari keeps figuring it out. Let's assume other people keep figuring it out. Everybody else gets gutted, but Zari doesn't, because I think there's a part of Gideon that really loves that Zari figures it out. She's like, wow, she's so clever. My most clever, like, I did this, but also you did this. You're so clever. I helped. And that's good. I love that they are. I'm, ins- I'm going fucking insane. I mean, I'm just, I'm watching you literally write a shit manifesto in real time. Um, and I'm a fan. That's so valid of you. Um. I, like, like, how could this. Oh, okay. I'll check on the resin in a little bit. I'm in the middle of something. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, the longer you wait, the better. All right, are you bringing it to mommy? You're gonna bring mommy the the fucking worm. Like you're such a big, strong boy, such a big, such a big, mighty hunter, Nimrod. Okay, come on, come on, give me the fucking. Give me. Yeah, there you go. Um, if I don't find this fucking nuclear train thing, that I I'm I'm going fucking insane. Um, what if what if it doesn't exist? No, it totally fucking exists because I remember it because it was the most gaslighting isn't real. You guys are just crazy. Um, um Guillermo de la Cruz, but um, but uh, God, I I know it's real. It happened because it's the dumbest fucking thing. The nuclear train thing has to be fucking real. Guillermo del Cruz serves cunt. Let's say oh, it. Cruise? Let's say it and let's be honest about oh, it. Okay, someone else going to free speech jail now. I mean it in a good way. It's De La Cruz. Okay. I'm sorry. I've only watched like three episodes of the show. I'm not going to free speech jail because I have a terrible memory. How did you get it wrong? I, 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 I don't remember the names of the people I work with. That's actually very fair. Um, if I don't fucking find, all right, I'm literally, if I can't find them on this page, I'm just gonna start Googling nuclear train, <laughs> which might not be real, but oh, no. <laughs> if it's, <laughs> I gotta fucking go, come on, I know it was on this page. Um, oh, fucking hell. And I'm going, all right, we're going, I'm going very quickly through this. So hold on. There's Are so much, there's so much terrible British television out Are there. Look, 
Hello. And I think it's because the BBC actually pays for them to do stuff, and they're just not exclusively funded by the Department of Defense. So they actually have to, like, budget, and they can just make shitty shows for, like, yeah, probably have some good stuff out there. But also, you know. Um, I just want to say on October 12th, somebody said, just had a great idea, Zari, Gideon, Mommy Kink. And I said, finally, a legend ship of that picture of one girl holding the other girl's hair oh and making God. her drink that bottle of milk. Oh, no. Love wins. And we have finally reached the apex of that. We we're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Oh, no. Um, granddaughters, reindeer, One Direction. Oh, oh no. Um, <laughs> that's that's too close again. That's so upsetting. What the fuck? Also very funny. Um, but that is absolutely like that was definitely this episode, and I appreciate that again. Somehow this all just came to fruition again. All right, no, no, no. This was real. This was real. I swear to fucking god, this was real. <laughs> it's too insane for me to have not. All right, hold on. I'm googling this right now. Nuclear train show pilot. This was real. Okay, Nuclear now train. I have to look yes, Maybe I fucking knew it was real. It was in 1979. All right. Super train. Super train. Okay, I go I just googled nuclear train show and got I don't know how I don't know what I, also, I don't actually, know what happened to you. I also googled nuclear train show pilot. All right, the series takes place on the super train, a nuclear high powered speed train that is equipped in the amenities the amenities more appropriate to a cruise ship. It has luxury. Isn't this just last train to Busan? Isn't this just it's like an no piercer? Isn't this just monetary. Isn't this just that one episode of Archer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so hold on, because um, it's, okay, so dumb as fuck. In any case, so it has a discotheque, which is, of course, state-of-the-art in 1979. So, all right, I lied. We're putting, we should put the legends on this train right we now. We should absolutely, absolutely. Genuinely would fucking love to see an episode styled off this, but they don't have the money. Um, so... Okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get, like, some... We're literally gonna just going to put everybody on the train. We can ADR the lines later. Jimmy! Okay, so, Super Train was the most expensive series ever aired in the United States at the time. The production was beset by problems, including a model train that crashed. What they don't say is that was the million-dollar one I was talking about that they built, a like, a model of and then just fucking broke in the pitch meeting. Everyone went, perfect, fund it! Uh, NBC paid $10, $10 million in 1979 money, which is, like, literally $200 to $200, only $200. It is, like, $200 million today. It's a lot of fucking money. A full-size train... That's a lot of fucking money. A lot of money. fucking money, honey. Um, a full-size train with enormous passenger cars measuring 264 by 26 by 22 feet and two model trains sets at 19.6 and 148 scales for out outside shops. While well, the series was heavily advertised during the 1978-1979 season, it received poor reviews and low ratings. The two-hour premiere was outrated by a two-hour special of ABC's Charlie's Angels. <laughs> That's so funny. Despite attempts to salvage the show by replacing its producer, reworking the cast, and the show's genre to a sitcom-like format, design slot change, blah, 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 it went off the air after only three months. Um, huh. NBC, which had produced the show itself with help from Dark Shadows producer Dan Curtis, was unable to recoup the losses... But that's really interesting because, like, Dark Shadows ran, I think it's, it's run, fuck, it has literally the most episodes out of any soap opera. Um, so I'm assuming that's how he got this greenlit because 
he ran literally the most long-running fucking show. And I guess they went, sure, whatever, guy who made a soap opera about vampires, you can absolutely 100% and for sure make a fucking show about a nuclear train. Who gives a shit? Um, this, this marketing decision brought to you by cocaine. Breakfast of Champions. Um, can I say something, which is that I'm just going through gifts because... Wait, the show finished 69th out of 114 shows during the 1978-1979 season with an average 15.7 rating and 25 share. You're welcome. And then, yeah, so basically it was just... Um, I, I, I... I am literally going insane because today is um, Javicia's Fat Woman anniversary. And I'm not going insane because of that. I'm very, like, good for her. I'm really proud of her. She has literally made this one of the best shows on the CW, if not the best DC TV show. Um, Mary's entire plot this season is Poison Mary is why is Ryan not paying attention to me? Fair enough. How many people do I have to kill to get Ryan to pay attention to me? And I just want to say, let women be toxic. You don't know what that has to do let with women be toxic. But sure. Um, I don't know what that has like, to do like, with my new favorite intro, scene Super Train. Sorry. Where... <laughs> so... Please stop talking about Super <laughs> There's this... <laughs> There's this scene in the most recent episode where Ryan is going to give Mary the poison ivy coma serum... Why do we have that? Don't worry about it. And it was actually just so Renee Montoya could break Poison Ivy out of her coma, which she was in because of the serum that puts her in a coma. Sure. Um, This person has such an elaborate um, show page. It's kind of insane. Imagine if I just had one of all the shows I've watched in their rating, and it was just Legends of Tomorrow, zero stars. Legends of Tomorrow, zero stars. Legends of Tomorrow, zero stars. Okay, I am so sorry. All right. I am back, so what's the news? What gay shit is going on on Batwoman? Right, so she was gonna, she was gonna give... Don't worry about the poison ivy coma serum. Don't worry about Renee Montoya and, and Pamela Isley. Everything is fine. But basically the real thing is just that she was like, and then Ryan didn't even use the serum on me because she doesn't care about me and she doesn't see me as a threat. And she would rather stop her brother who knew our secret identities because she told them, because I told him. <laughs> it, 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 because I told why him isn't she, to. Like truly? Madness, chaos, confusion. Thank you. We love messy bitches. I love it for her. Can I also just say, speaking of over, this episode was truly acted like previously on X-Men. That's so great because my friend Jay pointed out in the episode coming up where they're doing the reality TV show, uh-huh. she looked at a still of them and she's like, this is just like X-Men when they're all dressed for a separate event. Oh my God. Love that. Um... Yeah, I am. Um, I am. I am genuinely excited. I'm. I'm excited because the it, it threatening Anon promises lights? Question mark. Definitely promises something. Um, but I am genuinely excited about what this episode upcoming is going to entail. 
for sure. Um, if we get any more evil mommy GF content, like you want, you want evil mommy GF content, we'll give you. You want, you want mommy? Is that what you guys want? Because we'll give you mommy. You wanted mom? Which also does, considering how anti-mom we've been on this podcast, um, attack, question mark? I win. You lose, etc. So I am genuinely very excited. This was such a good fucking episode, though. I wanna, I wanna. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. I love, because I like, I I sent, because my friend is like, I haven't watched Legends in six years, but I'm going to for Robot Zari. She is so sexy. And I sent her the scene at the end where Zari makes her little evil speech. And she was like, Katie Lotz, your career is over. And I was like, that's so true. Imagine Sarah being played by someone who could act. Yeah. Oh, well, one day, one day we can dream. When in 30 years they've rebooted DC's Legends of Tomorrow, we got to get the band back together and whatever remains of Eastern Seaboard. If they reboot Legends, DC's Legends of Tomorrow in 30 years, and I'm not personally called by whatever fucking network owns the show at that time, it's good. I, I, I will yeah, consider it. At violence. that point, no. I'm going to go and I'm going to be a fucking bitch about it. Um, yeah, as, um, as we record the podcast, um, think of us fondly it, for next episode. Because if they make a Jersey Shore reference, I'm literally climbing. I think it's literally, I think Nate's thing is just one big Jersey. I mean, like, they're all, I think everybody except Zari is doing Jersey Shore and Zari is doing The Hills. Which is great. For those of you who, okay, The Hills was a show on MTV. That was a sequel to the show Laguna Beach, which followed a bunch of rich teenagers. And then after that, um, we had The City, which is about the hill, the hills like Whitney, she moved to New York. And then Lauren wrote some mediocre books that were bestsellers because she's famous. Of course. Um, but the big thing about the big thing about the hills that is famous is that Lauren chose to stay with her dirtbag boyfriend who didn't eat like she doesn't she's not even he's horrible. He's just a douchebag. She chose to spend the summer with him instead of go to Paris with like Teen Vogue or something. Which fucking unconscionable. I don't care if your boyfriend is like fucking I don't I don't know who's who who are the kids into these days. Um if your boyfriend is Timothy Chalamet, I was gonna say Timothy even, Chalamet. If, don't and you see him at and you see him at Pride. Don't text me. I already yes. know. Um, um, first and foremost, Timothy Chalamet being your boyfriend is never going to discourage you from going to Paris right because now. he's just going to pack himself in a, in his suitcase and and then just fucking spread his dick around oh, Paris. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Um, a anyway, great note to end on. Timothy Chalamet. But no, um, we loved this episode. I, I just, all I want is for the season to be good. For the rest of the season to be good. If it's the last one, it's the last one. But just be good. That's all I want. Please be, please keep please being, keep being good. good. Oh, right. What I wanted to say is that I sent the scene to my friend and the, like, listen, YouTube comments are truly just like, I can't, like, like, they could have done it if not for evil Zari. And like, they're like legitimately like, it's legitimately like either a child wrote this or people don't understand the concept of a villain or I shouldn't be reading YouTube comments and I did this to myself. Probably shouldn't have been reading YouTube comments, yeah. But also like the highest rated episodes of like Legends on IMDb 
it's like here I go again and some and then like the crossovers where I'm like crossovers and once again crossovers don't it's count. up to me to have the best legends opinion to be fair IMDB is like unsourced and uncurated but also yeah the crossovers don't count um it's this was definitely one of the best ones of the this was this was fun yeah. it's 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 one of those things where it would not have been as good an episode as it was if it had aired like three seasons ago but there's something really good like there's something so much fun about like the evil team after you've gotten it the new cast has had really good chemistry but this was a lot of fun in a way where like last season just didn't have the fun yeah. that legends needs it was a slog and the season before that had fun but like 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 lizeth has really injected a like a very needed character into yes. it and i think it just it was a really good episode chemistry it absolutely was that we need. It was really fun seeing like, oh, they're all really good around. Like they can, they can, they have that chemistry regardless of what kind of character they're playing, and that's cool. Love that. Um, that really was awesome. So, um, I think that's good. You can stay on the line. I want to see if the stuff is cured yet, but I think we're good. Okay, fantastic. Um, so, good night, listeners. Um, we'll see y'all next week. Yes, we all will. Right, bye. Okay. Bye.